It takes a humble mind and a curious spirit to go past the hubris that ignorance and knowledge bring. Through questions, specific concerns are addressed, doubts are dissolved, and understanding is achieved, which is the goal of this podcast. We believe asking questions provides one of the quickest and most precise routes to understanding, which translates into the correct execution of actions and the attainment of desired outcomes. This is where Solomon Ray comes in. Solomon Ray is a prolific Bible teacher, executive leader, advisor and sponsor. Known for his love for Jesus Christ and people, wisdom and unique incursions into God's word to provide relevance, clarity and understanding for personal leadership and a more productive life in Christ Jesus through every area of life. We trust this podcast will help you provide clarity to the burning questions you've been harboring all these years. Let's delve into the podcast and listen attentively as Solomon Ray brings clarity, insight and understanding to some questions. Take a listen. Hello, my name is Gertrude. I am Nyongdi Cameron. So I get to see people quote verses, that is the, the chapter, the verse, and then they state what it says to either defend themselves or to prove a point to someone. My question is, how can a Christian or how can anyone get to memorize these verses because there are so many of them without mixing them up and without getting it wrong? Thank you. Hello, good day to you and trust you're doing well. Welcome once more to your favorite show, Axel Moray Podcast. And let me first start by giving a big shout out to our new listeners from Nigeria, Lagos. Nigeria, Lagos, thank you very much for joining in and for being part of the family. And I do wish and hope that you be consistent and faithful and above all, share the content with your friends and your network. Also, a big thank you to um, Jana. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Is it Jana or Jana? Um, thank you very much, um, seen your email and it was reported to me thank you very much i'm going to make sure that i give a response to that thank you very much for being a fan i presume you're listening from the usa and thank you very much for being a fan from what you reported in the email thank you very much for always being a keen and faithful listener thank you once more also to michael michael in the uae united arab emirates precisely from dubai thank you very much michael for joining in and thank you for being a faithful listener and thank you for reaching out thank you very much thank you for all that you do one once more, this is the Ask Solomon Ray podcast, your favorite show, and with your host, of course, myself, Solomon Ray Ngoleswe. And through this podcast, we seek to dissolve your doubts so that you can perceive life and approach it correctly, understanding your Christian walk with Jesus Christ and your Christian living with others, maximizing your time, purpose, and assignment for the glory of God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Once more, let's open with a word of prayer. Thank you, Father, for all that you keep doing in and through us. Thank you for your word that never grows stale. Thank you for the gift of your word. Thank you for making us to be reborn from your word. 
Thank you, Father, for granting us access into your mind, access into your ways, which were hitherto not permitted for us to know. But now in Christ, you've given us this beautiful gift. Thank you, Father, for increasing our understanding of who you are. Thank you for increasing our understanding of who we are in you and how you operate. Thank you for granting us the mind of Christ, which is your mind. And thank you for giving us the gift to think like you, to imagine like you, the power to reframe our world, the power to dominate and have dominion over our circumstances, our experiences, and over powers in heavenly places. I want to thank you, Lord, for this platform. I want to thank you for all that you're doing. More than 20 countries and counting and massive impact around the world, from the USA to Brazil, to Singapore, to Belgium. Lord, all the glory goes back to you. Be glorified in and through everything we do through this platform and beyond. And I pray for the listeners, present and future, that as they listen, may you release a spirit of understanding that you've granted me. And as they peruse the Bible, as they engage in scripture, may they see things that they have never seen before. May their eyes be open to perceive and to understand the things that you've hidden from the eyes of many. Not because we are greater, but because your grace and your mercy avail for us. And as we see those things, as we perceive and understand your word in its purest form, give us the courage to allow that word, to allow the understanding that your word releases, to traumatize and to dislodge every former thought that we've had. And so we can bring every thought and imagination to the dominion of your word in our mind and so it finds expression through everything we do be glorified father as we start and end with us as well in jesus name i pray amen So thank you once more for joining and before we go into our question straight, let me start by apologizing. You know, I think the last episode, question 20, we had some sound in the background. If you were listening with your headphones on, you would hear some honking in the background and all of that. I want to apologize for all of that. Um, we are doing our best to make sure that we have the show released in the highest quality possible with the resources and all that we have at our disposal. So I'm recording in the office. And my office is a bit quiet near the road and we have you know there are some times where the traffic is quite intense and you can have those things come of course uh, gerald the editor is doing his best and he's making sure he's working with everything that he has available um, of course there are ways to make it better um, but that will require some considerable financial implications which we don't yet have at the moment but we are doing our best to make sure that we have the best quality with the resources that we have at the moment so from me to you and from the team to you accept our sincere apologies we are making sure my goal is so that we have an experience not just listening to a podcast we have an experience as we listen to it from start to finish that was my goal and that still is my goal in everything i do so that when i dispense information as i'm answering a question you don't just get information you have an experience so that it helps to drive understanding it helps to even make you have the right composure when listening or interacting with information that's coming through anything i do so once more from me as our sincere apologies and we are working so that we can have good studio with the good equipment so we can have the best production thank you very much i presume and i know you being faithful listeners and with the heart of love that i keep receiving and myself and the team i know you've forgiven us and you are going to forgive us for now until we have everything at the highest possible level thank you very much again 
So let's go straight into our question for today and our questioner is Gertrude. Gertrude is the same person who gave us question 20 about celibacy. So thank you very much Gertrude for your poignant questions and for your well-placed questions. They are very much welcome and also to our previous questioners. I think so, yeah. Thank you very much for all that you do. Thank you for taking out time and for trusting us to be able to proffer solutions and to give you an answer of peace. So far, I'm very happy about the feedback I'm getting from all those who ask a question very satisfied but please also do well to reach out if you think that there is something that you've not understood we cannot like re-record if there is need for that maybe but really it's about me taking out time to really elaborate on more aspects of the question that you're asking remember there's a podcast and we only have as much time as is available for each episode we cannot stretch this now to two hours or three hours which we can do in a different forum and different platform with a different format but here we are constrained to the time that we have and even having already an episode for one hour stretching past one hour it's really a grace to have many people still listening to all the episodes going far back it's a testament to your hunger and even to your desire to know thank you very much so the question very clearly how do we do to recall scripture bible verses in any circumstance maybe to make a point or for defense i don't know if we should even get to the point of defense but i understand what you're asking Gertrude. and i'm going to approach this question from the direct sense that you're asking i'll address it in a very light mode but I'm going to have more depth into the second phase in how I'm going to address the question and you're going to understand the reason why I'm doing that. So, how do we memorize scripture so we can relate it and as we are unfolding our discussion, how do we do that? So the first thing, now I'm getting into the question proper. So the first thing to understand is that there are two things or there are two instances, there are two ways that we can go about interacting with scripture. Number one is by just having a mechanical relationship with scripture, which I call just mental knowledge with scripture. And that's where we just keep reading, writing it on a post-it note we keep repeating it to ourselves which is fine you know but the goal there is just for memorization for memorization of course the intention can be pure but the way we go about it can be very shallow and though there is always some benefit to doing that but our relationship with scripture in that sense is not deep so it's purely mechanical imagine for context sake so that we understand imagine being in a relationship with someone who doesn't love you you see that relationship is purely mechanical it's purely maybe based on an arrangement family arrangement maybe business arrangement and all of that so it becomes very daunting to kind of live through that kind of relationship because it's purely mechanical there is no attachment emotionally mentally and beyond to those kind of people so that is one way to approach scripture through mechanical means without forming an emotional attachment to scripture without forming a personal attachment to scripture and for that to happen it's easy you can just google it you'll find out many ways that you can use to recite scripture repeating it to yourself write it on post-it notes devotional making sure that you recite one verse a day maybe one verse a day and today you recite this verse by midday you recite again even if you recite it, making sure that in a day you recite it maybe like 10 times or so yeah those are ways that you can approach scripture of course i'm not saying that the processes involved in this cadre of relating with scripture are purely bad 
my real focus is the intent and even to a lighter extent the process but you will see that what i'm really advocating for is having an organic relationship with scripture by organic i mean like a personal relationship where the goal is mastery the goal is oneness with scripture with mechanical the goal is not oneness it's not mastery it can be mastery in terms of knowing the scripture, but it's not mastery in terms of understanding and becoming scripture. The real level of mastery is when you become one with something till you become the thing. So you become a master chef to the point where your name is synonymous to food, are you saying? You become it. You become the practice. You become the thing. So when somebody calls the thing, it's your name that pops up because you've had mastery to the point where you have become so united with that aspect that you are lost in it and the thing is lost in you that's where you become one with it and that's the kind of relationship that i'm going to preconize in answering this question by god's grace i've been doing this by doing this i mean in church and teaching and relating with scripture and with people for a very long time and we find many of us christians pop out scripture but we are not living it out there's a scripture in matthew in the message translation where when christ is done relating his message the people applaud and they say we have never heard the message come forth in this kind of manner because it is clear that he says what he does unlike the religious leaders who had a purely mechanical stand towards scripture so my goal is what i'm going to be relating here going forward is building an organic relationship with scripture that's the best way in interacting with scripture to the point where you know what to say because it's going to be given to you to say it scriptures will always come up to you at the right timing for the right circumstances but with mechanical you have to know it mentally and you can forget that's a place of memorization what we call in cameroon cramming remember when you cram for exam and you forget one word you forget everything so i will not advocate for that i'm going to give you keys that can help all of us have an organic relationship with scripture because that is what god wants and when we have that organic relationship with scripture it's going to make us to become one with scripture to the point where scripture is going to flow out of us naturally when we are faced with circumstances situation we are talking with a friend we need a particular scripture we might not know it verbatim but we are going to relate the life of that scripture to that person all right so that's what we're going to be doing why am i doing this i know we live at a time and age where there is a lot of focus on results more than process of course this is not the reason for the podcast but i want us to understand that now we are trying to eliminate as much as possible the component of time you know process to just get to a result and by so doing we are being very mechanical even in business you know we are doing many things that in some years to come we are going to regret it because we are just focusing on results the end justifies the means but that should not be the same thing with us we are the light we are salt when the world is going astray we show the right path of course for the most parts and i say this with, with respect and love for the most part we christians are just doing what i call whitewashing so because we have a world people are prosperous in business so we want to have prosperous christians it's just whitewashing it's the same thing with a different color but the same inner dynamics in terms of even the people we are just driven by lust to do our own thing but now we are just using jesus christ using his principles and calling his name but we are not driven by his ways 
So we have to focus on process. In building an organic relationship, we must focus on process because process gives birth to result. Result is the birth of a chain of processes that lead to something. Result is not something that you manufacture. It's an end product of process. But when we focus on mechanical relationship towards scripture, we focus on just result. I want to know scripture. And we now use all kind of mechanical techniques to know the scripture. That's where we have Christians who say one thing and do something else. But in organic relationship, now you're saying something and you are the thing. There is no difference between you and scripture. So, let's get straight into it. The first thing I want us to know in building an organic, remember, I'm answering the question, how do we memorize scripture to the point where we know what to say at any particular time, you know, that's what I'm answering. But I'm taking you to the route where God wants us to be, not just what is invoked in the moment. Those who know me know that I don't flow that way. I don't just flow because that's what people do. I do things from the lens of scripture and from the way God thinks and perceives things and how he wants us to interact with his word and himself. So the first thing in building an organic relationship with scripture is to reframe your motivation. I'm doing the word reframe because I know as a Christian, Gertrude and all of us, like I said, it's not like like Gertrude is asking a question for herself. It can be a question that is really rampant in her community and she's trying to ask the question so for the benefit of everybody. And if you have such questions, please you ask. It might not be a personal question. So I know as Christians, we are already studying scripture, even remotely, even if it's just once a week. So we already have an engagement with scripture, but most of us don't have the right motivation towards scripture. That's why I'm talking about reframing your motivation because I know I'm talking to Christians even if for those who are not Christians and listening, you're still welcome. And there is something that you can learn. And always, I encourage you to get to the place of allow God to speak to you so the world can have access to you and you can be able to make the right decision. God helping you to join the family of faith. So first, reframe your motivation, meaning adjust your motivation towards Bible study. Most of us have the wrong motivation. Number one, before I get into it, most of us study scripture because we want to just study scripture. Because as a Christian, you have to study scripture. That's what I've been told. As a Christian, you must just interact with scripture. So because our motivation is not really, I wouldn't say pure, it's not right. It doesn't release the right energy and the right desire and longing so we can relate with scripture properly. So the right motivation to have is that we are studying scripture for the love of God and his word. Or at least we are genuinely curious to know and understand God. We love God and his word because we've come to understand that his word is him, is everything, is the most important person to God. God's word is him. So his word is not subservient to him. His word is not lower than him. His word is him. We study scripture because we love God and we have come to understand the importance of his word. But if we are not there, at least we should be guided by a genuine curiosity to know and to understand God. The second motivation as we study scripture, we have to understand that it's not to please our conscience, which most of us do. It's not to please our conscience and to just know that, okay, I'm trying to become a Christian, I'm trying to be a better Christian. It's not to please your conscience. It is to know and understand his ways. So number one, love of God and to understand God. Number two, it is to know God and to understand his ways, to understand his ways. We have to know him and understand his ways. So when we are engaging with scripture, our goal is to know God and understand his ways. That's a motivation, all right? 
beyond just feel good about ourselves that we are doing something. No, it's to know God and to understand His ways. The second thing we should do is to reframe our attitude. We must reframe our attitude. And let me just read some two verses, then I get into some points that I will share with you shortly. Proverbs chapter 8 from verses 12 to 17 from the esv the english standard version 12 i wisdom remember this is wisdom talking and wisdom is the word of god all right so it is the word of god talking about reframing your attitude 12 i wisdom dwell with prudence and i find knowledge and discretion i love this scripture this is one of my best verses in the whole of the bible 12 i wisdom dwell with prudence and i find knowledge and discretion 13. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance, and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. 14. I have counsel and sound wisdom. I have insight and I have strength. 15. By me kings reign and rulers decree what is just. 16. By me princes rule and nobles all who govern justly. 17. This is where my emphasis is. 17. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. I'll repeat verse 17. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. You must understand that God's word is not a bunch of letters in a book. God's word is a person. Not like personified. God's word is a person. Like you get to understand at some point. So you find here this is wisdom talking. This is God's word talking. Right? I love those who love me. And those who seek me diligently find me. Many of us study scripture but we don't find God. Many of us study scripture but we don't find him. And he doesn't reveal himself to us because of one thing. Diligence. But I'll talk about that later. Let's read Hebrews chapter 11 from verses 5 to 6 from the New King James Version. Hebrews chapter 11 from verses 5 to 6 and I read 5 by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him for before he was taken he had this testimony that he pleased God 6 but without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him I'll repeat verse 6 again for emphasis but without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him so reframing your attitude what attitude do we have towards the word is that we have to number one be diligent we must resolve to be diligent in knowing God and understanding his ways and the Bible is the basic and most foundational route that we have to knowing God and understanding his ways but we must do that with diligence and you ask what is diligence diligence is complete and thorough engagement in anything or any activity we are engaged in or involved in complete and thorough engagement meaning that you're conscientious meaning that you're applying yourself completely 100 percent you know being an executive leader and leading teams in organizations and for projects i can tell you for sure that even those who are leading teams and organizations will tell you the same thing it's very easy to know when a team member is giving a hundred percent of him or herself maybe in a document they have submitted to you it can be a report maybe a presentation you know you can just determine that this person has not given 100% of himself he was not or she was not diligent in doing this work she was not invested he was not invested completely he didn't do a thorough job in doing this presentation and you can just feel it so we must be diligent in our quest for God wisdom and understanding our quest for God and knowing his ways understanding his ways 
because in knowing God and understanding his ways, his ways is our pathway to an extraordinary life. You have the ways of man, you have the ways of Satan, you have the ways of animals, you have the ways of God, and every way will take you to a destination, which is a result. So what we are looking for is God and his ways. We cannot know his ways without knowing him. God and his ways. His ways lead us to a predefined destination, which has definite results. So we want to know God and his ways because his ways will grant us a superlative result in everything we do, which is extra human results, the quality of life that only God has. Be diligent, be complete and thoroughly involved in your pursuit of God and understanding his ways. That is an attitude that we must seek and we must have. Remember, God cannot be mocked. He cannot be mocked. Whatever you put in, you put out. In Psalms it says, With the merciful, you are merciful. With the shrewd, you are shrewd. With the forward, you are forward. You see, God takes on the nature of your motivation when you come to him. If you're coming to him with a half-baked heart, he'll release himself to you in a crooked way because he can never be mocked. So we must be diligent in our quest for God and understanding his ways. Number two, we must be diligent. I'm relating the question and my goal is for us to have an organic relationship with the word to the point where the word now will be released in and through us in the right instances for the right circumstances and all of those. That's how I interact with everything I do, even with answering these questions. When someone asks me a question, I don't go and like start studying and finding, doing research. No, I just sit and listen to question and allow God to release his words through me. That's how I do everything I do in my teachings and morning devotion and everything I do. You know, I have God's word released in and through me because by God's words, I've come to the point where his words just pop up in my spirit. In the book I'm writing about faith, like I told you in the last episode, I've used over 3,000 Bible verses or Bible quotations, like over 3,000. The Purpose Driven Life, when I read it, when I hadn't written any book so far, I think it was 2,000. And I was like, how do these guys do it? But I came to realize the more you are unified with the word, the more the word finds expression in and through what you do. When I'm writing the book, I don't go and do a lot of research. Scriptures just pop in my spirit and I just go and find them and put them in the right places. So number two, be teachable. And for those who are asking, ah, there are so many verses and so many Bible quotations in your book. I had that fear myself. But I got to talk with someone and they said, no, of course, the more verses you have, the better the quality because it is showing that you are not just talking about some personal opinion. You know, you have the Bible backing everything you're saying. So the more Bible verses you have in anything you're doing, the better it is because you are saying what the Bible is saying. You're saying what God is saying. Number two, in reframing your attitude be teachable and in being teachable the most important component of course this can be a whole lesson i have a whole lesson that talks about being teachable but the most important component here in being teachable trusting the scripture and being ready to unlearn everything that you know and being ready to be given a new perspective by scripture allow god's word to give you a new perspective in life a new perspective about your identity your origin about your purpose about your nature about how to live with others allow god allow his word to give you a new perspective about yourself about who you are and about everything you do so that's being teachable is having trust trusting god's word that it is the highest authority and it's god himself you know if we don't trust the word we cannot build an organic relationship with the word of god i've had many people say when i'm talking with them they'll say no i know that scripture but let's just put scripture aside let's talk about reality now and i'm like what's reality and what's scripture you see that's the mindset of many christians we have a mechanical approach towards god and his word 
and we are wondering why our lives are going the way it's going because we know scripture is just a bundle of fairy tales and we have now reality which is what we are experiencing but the word of god is the life of god in display the word of god is the life of god life is summarized into one word word equals to life life equals to word the life of god is the word of god the word of god is the life of god and the life of god produces the experiences and the results of god so trusting the scripture trusting the word of god that it is the highest authority and living your life from it number three increase your value for the word of god this is very important and all that i'm giving you now they are very salient points number three in reframing your attitude towards god's word so that you can build an organic relationship towards god's word so that his word can find like unrestrained access and utterance through you at the right time the right place for the right instance increase your value for the word of god by increasing your spending value most of us we don't value god's word i teach young professionals and i train them in christian discipleship and even other corporate trainings but one one exercise I always do, and I'll do with you, all of you are listening, I'll ask you, what's the cost of your phone that you're listening to me from? Or what's the cost of your smart speaker? Maybe your smart speaker from Amazon and from the rest. Or what's the cost of your TV? But let me stick to the phone. What's the cost of your phone? You can write it down. You can think about it. But you know the answer. $700, $1,000, $500. And I'll ask you now, what's the cost of your Bible? How much did you buy your Bible? You see already instantaneously a wide gap and value is represented by the price we pay for anything. Whenever I ask this question, oh my Bible was a gift, or I bought my Bible in Cameroon, they will say maybe it's 2,000 francs, which is equivalent to I think it's um, $4 or so. And I'll be like, for God and his mind and his ways, we are ready to spend $4. But for your phone, you will spend $500 and you won't blink. Maybe you even have to save to buy the next best phone for a thousand dollars or even more. And I'm not judging you or anyone for having good gadgets. I love gadgets. You all know that I love gadgets. But my focus is what value have we placed on God's word? One day I asked in a training session, can you buy a Bible for 50,000 francs CFE, which is equivalent to about a hundred dollars? And someone shouted, why? This person who was shouting why is not a pagan or unbeliever or an atheist. They are Christians, they pray in tongues every day. And not just the person, but even people by their facial expression, they were like, why should I get a Bible for a hundred dollars? And we're asking, the one for four dollars and the one for a hundred dollars, don't they have the same content? Why should I spend one? I asked them. The phone they are selling at $20 and the phone they are selling at $2,000, don't they do the basic things of calling and texting? You see, we have to increase the value that we place on God's word. And for that to happen, we must be ready to spend more. You want to increase the value of God's word in your life, you must spend more on it. And the assignment I give all my mentees is the condition to be my mentee. The first condition is number one, be diligent and everything that I'm sharing here. But number two, you must make a commitment to buy a Bible within a specified period of time. And it should be at least 30,000 francs CFA, which is about $50 minimum. And you must buy it I must see it and I pray for you and pray over the Bible and you go with it. Because I'm trying to build in us a consciousness to value God's word. The reason why we have a mechanical relationship towards the word of God is because we don't value it, you know. We don't value it. And because we don't value it, we don't understand it. And because we don't value it, God cannot reveal himself to us because he's a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Number four, I thought this would not be a long one, but from the way it is going, it's going to be a long one. Number four, 
in reframing your attitude is to change your perspective. So for number three, if you want to build an organic relationship with the word of God so you become one with the word, I suggest that you make a commitment to buy the best Bible that your money can buy at the point where you are. If you can spend $500 for your smartphone, you can spend as much to buy a good one. Go on the internet, find the best Bible that your money can buy. If you need advice or like a recommendation, you can reach out. There are links in the show notes. You can reach out to me. The team is going to relate to me via Telegram, via WhatsApp, via email. I'm reachable. So number four, change your perspective to Bible study. In Bible study, you are not studying a book with historical events. In Bible study, you're not trying to understand Bible events. You're not trying to just increase your word power. You're not trying to just massage your ego. Rather, whenever you study in the Bible, know that your assignment is to understand God and His ways. Because the assignment of God's word is to introduce you to God so that you can know Him and understand His ways. That is the assignment of God's word. So if you don't have the same motivation as, as God through his word, then you will not relate with him. The assignment of God's word is to reveal you or to introduce you to God, to him, so you can know him and understand his ways. All right? But in the other way, if you're just studying scripture to massage your ego and to just check off the box that, okay, you're doing well as a Christian, you end up just knowing some snippets of Bible verses and you will not be the very effulgence of the word of God to your world. Meaning you will only know what you know. You only know what you memorized. But when you have an organic relationship with the word of God, you will know even beyond what you understand, even beyond what you studied. There are things I avoid saying about myself, not because I'm afraid to say them, but because maybe some people will not take it the right way. Many things that I do, I just know them. You know, I just know things. There's one program I'm having, Morning Devotion, and you know, though we are facing out this year, but we have been running for one year plus, and we've had close to 200 lessons because we're having it Mondays, Wednesday, and Fridays, but now we're just having it every Mondays. You know, at 3.30 a.m. Cameroon time, that is GMT plus one. And in all those lessons, close to 200 or over 200 lessons, I've never sat down to like try to find out. It just comes everything comes and there are some teaching that we had like for over three weeks you know god kept expanding expanding and expand lessons the point i'm making is this you have to know that there is a level beyond just memorization there is a place where you can know where it is revealed into your spirit and that's a place where i want you to be at when you're relating with god's word not just having a mental knowledge reciting verses which is beautiful but that verse beyond just recitation will not go down into your being will not have much influence because we are having a mechanical relationship with that word but if we're having an organic relationship with the word god's word himself is going to flow out of us beyond even our comprehension because the word of god is a person has his own life the bible says the word of god is alive and active it has its own life it's a person it's independent it can do things right so change your perspective toward bible study it's not about learning the bible learning genesis learning the creation you want to understand god and his ways in genesis in numbers in deuteronomy in um, malachi in matthew in romans in revelation you know that's what you want to see god and his ways through christ so the goal in reframing your attitude the goal here is to change our outlook and 
and perspective towards the scripture. That's the goal, to change our outlook and perspective towards the word. And we do that by, by being diligent, by being teachable, by trusting the word of God, by increasing our value for the word of God, by increasing our spending power on God's word. So my challenge to you is get the Bible of at least $50 or $100 and engage with it. Change your perspective towards Bible study. You're not just studying historical events, you know, chain of events and studying some characters in it. The word of God's assignment is to introduce you to God so you can understand him and his ways so you can manifest his life to your world. The next thing is therefore to engage with the word of God properly by, you know, getting to know it. So we have to engage the power of repetition. We must study the Bible again and again, study a verse again and again, study a book again and again. I was listening to Pastor Benny Hinn and he said, I think he finished the Bible four times in a year. I'm mistaken, but like the frequency is so high, you know. I'm not saying you should do that. The point I'm trying to say is engage the power of repetition. You see, the more you engage with it, the more you're going to be aware and you're going to understand it because repetition leads to understanding over time. In engaging the power of repetition, we must have a systemic study of scripture. You know, days and times. What days and what time? A systemic, meaning is well-structured. A systemic. I'm not saying you're overzealous here now, 10 chapters a day. It's not in the volume that you have the solution. Where the real deal is when it comes to interacting with God's word is in the first things I've shared. Your attitude, your motivation. Those are the most important things. Now, you get now to interact with the Bible like frequently, engage repetition. I know most of us don't like to repeat stuff because we have watched a movie once, we just believe that we know it. We've read a book once, we believe we know it. We don't, right? We must engage the power of repetition, systemic Bible study, have days and times. It can be in the morning, in the evening, what time. It can be one page, it can be two pages, it can be one chapter, it can be two chapters, it can be one verse, it can be two verses. Then have creative ways that you study the Bible. Creative ways, you know, have some resources like audio Bibles, maybe on the treadmill in the gym and have your audio Bible playing, maybe the book of John and you're on the treadmill, you're running and you're listening to the Bible. That's why we have smartphones. For me, the reason we have smartphones is so we can literally use the smartphones because that's what I do. When I purchase a tech you know, phone, laptop, my primary motivation is how does this help me to increase my engagement with the word of God? That's my primary motivation. Of course, you have professional and other things. So in buying maybe the latest Apple product or Android product, my goal is how does this help me to study better how does this help me to engage with the bible better to engage with god's word better you know that's how god has raised me so far all these years to relate with him so you're on the treadmill have an audio bible play you're in your home cooking have an audio bible playing have this podcast playing or any other christian podcast that you value you know that's how you engage with the word of god creatively listen to podcasts use uh, bible study apps you know bible study apps i personally love um, the live bible app and even olive tree bible app but i use a lot of live bible app which was tecata in the past but had just been renamed live bible app can use that they have amazing plans you even have you version you version tecata live bible app or even olive tree app of course there are many out there but i'm talking about those i engage with personally 
they have good bible study plans you can get to them the apps like Tecata app or life bible app olive tree bible app or even you version they can say maybe five days of faith you study faith for five days five days joy um 30 days with jesus christ where in 30 days every day you have a plan that helps you to read all the words of jesus in 30 days so that's how you can relate with the bible creatively if you need more tips and direction you can reach out to the team through the links in the show notes and we'll be happy to assist you to make that happen the power of repetition increases focus and intensity leading to consistency the reason why we are engaging the power of repetition is to increase focus and to increase intensity which leads to consistency so be okay with reading the same thing over it's okay like I've shared with you, I was listening to Pastor Chris Oyakilome and in one of his lessons, Pastor Chris Oyakilome, for those who are out of Africa, he's a mighty minister of God in Nigeria. He's the president of Love World Incorporated Christ Embassy uh, Churches. So he's the president there and in one of his homilies, he said he was listening growing up to a message from Prophet Kenneth Hagin and there he said he had listened to that message like 800 times or a thousand times, you see. So he said he had engaged with that message for over 800 times to a thousand times. And you think he's joking. He's not of course. Those of you who know him will understand he's not joking. The point is engage the power repetition. Don't be tired. Do it over and over again. Are we tired of sleeping? It's by repeated sleeping that we grow. It's by repeated sleeping that we have a good mental health. Repeat it. Right. Repetition is not bad. It's very essential. The next thing we're looking at now is to working the word into your life. And we're almost done. Okay. So working the word into your life. Remember, I'm just giving the answer. And my goal is to enable us build an organic relationship with God's word. Not just focus on mental memorization, which is good. But I'm going beyond that, right? I'm going beyond that. And I'll give you some tips on how to memorize mentally. But on the flip side, my goal is to help you help us develop an organic relationship with the Word of God. So for recap, I talked about reframing our motivation. Number two, reframing our attitude. Then to now get into knowing the Word, which is now to engage a power repetition, have a systemic study of Scripture, days and time, and using creative ways to study Scripture, you know, resources like audio bibles listen to podcasts use bible study apps and i gave a few tips there they're not sponsoring this podcast and i just use them olive tree bible app live bible app which was tecata in the past and you have even new version those are some bible study apps that i can recommend they have some great plans that you can use and we're talking now about working the word into your life this is where the word goes beyond just your mind and it goes into your spirit it goes into your spirit and forms the very foundation that you build your life on that's the goal here this makes a difference between every other thing that we are doing but if we are doing this and we have the wrong attitude and the wrong motivation it will not work that's what the most important is our motivation and our attitude this now come and build upon those things number one is to in working the word into our lives or into your life is to engage in the act of meditation meditation i cannot overemphasize it meditation is so powerful it's so important so let's read some verses there quick joshua chapter 1 verse 8 new king james version this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success like i said god's ways leads to 
his predefined results which leads to the quality of life that he has good success but it comes through meditation and he says day and night systemic bible study systemic engagement with scripture in 24 hours of the day how much time do you spend to engage with scripture it doesn't mean you must sit down with a pen and paper that's why saving with this podcast don't listen to it just casually of course there are times you can listen to it casually but the reason why i take my time to go deep down and to provide answers to all these questions from a deep place is so that we can understand that we can interact with this podcast it's a resource with a study mentality you sit down and take down notes and you have guidelines from every episode so meditation day and night and that was god talking to joshua as a new leader this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may be able to do according to all that is written in it for then you shall make your way prosperous and then you will have good success let's read psalms 1 1 to 3 from the niv one blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers too but whose delight is in the law of the lord whose delight there's a deep love for the word of god there's a deep love for his word it's not just a mechanical thing a delight verse 2 but whose delight is in the law of the lord and who meditates on his law day and night again joshua day and night David, the Psalms, day and night, whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person, because of the meditation day and night and the love of scripture, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, prospers are you saying that the result of the person who loves the word and has the right approach and motivation and attitude towards the word and engages with the word systematically over time the person has superhuman results if you didn't take notes let me show you again let me take verse 2 and 3 but whose delight is in the law of the lord and who meditates on his word day and night that person because of the aforementioned things that person is like a tree planted by the streams of water which yields is fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither we know that during dry season the leaves of a tree fall off as a survival strategy but god is saying here that because of your love of my word and you engage with it rightly with the right motivation and the right attitude the word of god is going to produce in your body and through your life the life and experience of god god never fails so whatever thing he does or she does prospers because god never fails you thought you would have said god we say life is up and down the up and down life is a human life because your word might be correct today and it can fail tomorrow but god's word never fails so god does not know failure i know there are many business seminars and talking about oh when we fail we're getting close to success we are just all of those things are just human wisdom even preached by christians but my point is in god there is no downtime God does not know failure. God never fails. So when you engage with his word, his word will release its life or his life in your body and then through everything you do. That's why whatever thing they do prospers. Whatever thing they do prospers because God's word always prospers god's word never fails when we have the right motivation the right attitude and we engage with the word of god the correct way the life of god will be released in our body and that life will be made manifest in everything we do in the company in the office in our business in our marriage and everything everything we do 
prosperous. That's when we come now to the point where I talked about being teachable and trusting God's word. If God's word has said it, then it is possible, it is true. You believe it and you act on it. Now, how do you meditate? You talk to yourself. You accept the word. You talk to yourself. I don't fail. You talk to yourself. Alright. So, engage the art of meditation. Ponder on scripture to get understanding. Ponder on it. How come somebody can never fail? Whatever thing they do prospers. What does that mean? Because we are used to people failing. But God revealed to me what does that mean that when I engage with your word, I will never fail. Everything I do will prosper. God now will start revealing to you. You will never fail because of this. My word never fails. And when you engage with my word, my word will release my life in your body. And your mind will be transformed to the mind of Christ. And you will release the life my life through every activity that you do i say these things because i've come to a place where god has given me understanding but i'm telling you how now to meditate on god's word you ponder on scripture if there's something that you're not understanding or something that is like blowing your mind you ponder on it ponder on it the whole day ponder on it ask questions ponder on it god how come the second thing is to speak scripture to yourself speak it and the reason for the speaking it has two aspects number one for memorization and number two for recreating or reframing your world And number three, let me add a third one, is to superimpose what the word of God is saying in your mind and your spirit over what you believe to be true over the years. You speak scripture to yourself. An example can be, because I delight myself in the law of the Lord and I am it on it day and night. And you're actually doing it, not just you're just confessing it, you're just actually doing it. Because I do those things, verse 3 is happening in my life. I never run dry. My fate does not revolve around the circumstance of my country where I live in. My well-being is not being determined by the well-being of the economies of the world. Whatever I do prospers. I know no failure. I have no downtime. My life is from glory to glory. I don't have an up and down life. I have the life of God flowing in me. His word is activated in my body and in my mind. And the life of God through his word is flowing in everything I do. That's how you maintain on scripture. You talk to yourself or you talk to everything around you has ears. I don't want to go deeper into it, but everything around you has ears. They listen. Spirits listen. Okay. So talk to memorize and talk to reframe your world and talk to reframe your mind. Talk to reframe your mind. Talk to reframe your world and talk to memorize. And finally, in working the word into your life, you become a word practitioner. You practice the word. That's your job description. You are a word practitioner. You practice scripture. For example, when the Bible says, don't worry. You say, but how can I not worry? Are you doubting what Christ was saying? Well, you say, why do you worry? Don't worry. Do you think God worries? He doesn't worry. What's the genesis of worry? Why do we worry? We worry because there is something that is overpowering us. We don't have the solution to something. So that makes us to worry. When we can deal with every situation, we'll not worry. The genesis of worry is ignorance weakness by weakness i mean something is overpowering you so you worry but christ is saying that in me you are all powerful because you have my word flowing in and through you you have my life flowing in and through you you have my mind that gives you perspective and that ushers you into my realm of living why worry you can change everything in heaven in earth and under the earth just by talking why worry you are in control of everything are you saying So you practice God's word. I don't worry. You might think I'm just saying this, but those who have been listening to me and have been training and teaching for a long time will tell you, I don't worry. Not because I'm just trying to be braggadocious. It's far beyond that. I'm applying the word in my life. I'm walking in my life. I refuse to worry. I don't worry. Worrying is a thing that human beings do. 
But in Christ, I'm not human. I'm spirit. I have his nature. I have his life. I have his mind. I talk like him. I think like him. I operate like him. He doesn't worry. I don't worry. I refuse to worry. Worrying is a choice. You can accept worry. You can refuse to worry. But based on what? My confidence is in his word, his life, his nature, his mind, in my body. So I don't worry. Are you seeing how I have applied scripture now? You practice scripture by talking it and by practicing it, by displaying it. Let's read James 1, 19-25 from the ESV. James chapter 1 from verse 19-25 from the ESV. 19. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. 20. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. 21. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves 23 for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror 24 for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he looks like 25 but the one who looks in the perfect law the law of liberty and perseveres being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts he will be blessed in his doing let me repeat verse 25. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres. I said there is nothing you can get from God without patience. That's why when you're born again, God introduces into your spirit patience, a flavor of the fruit of the spirit. Patience and endurance, what we call long-suffering. Patience and endurance. For you to do business with God and his word, you must be patient. Follow those who, through faith and patience, have produced results. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Are you saying? So we have to be doers of the word, not just hearers. On Sunday, we'll just hear. No, when you hear, what happens? There's a rhema word that comes to you. The word that is released to you when you're meditating, the word comes and you say it, you practice it. I say it, I don't worry. When I catch myself wanting to worry, I refuse it. You must insist on it. You don't worry. That's an example. So you must be doers of the word. You must do the word. And you must be patient and endure in doing. Because most times in the beginning, once you start practicing the word, everything will start fighting you. So you can stop practicing. But you have to stay there and be patient. You're drinking your bowl of gari and salt. Gary says staple food here in Cameroon, um, like a basic food, like when you don't have money and, and you can get Gary. When you have your Gary and your salt, because it's drunk with Gary and uh, sugar, for those who are out of Cameroon, I would understand. So when you have your basic food, those in America and the rest, you can think of something else, something that at least if you're poor, you, you might be able to get. You're in your one-room house, you're feeding on that basic food, you refuse to worry. And you say to yourself, you confess scripture, not positive talking, but scripture. The life of God is beaming in my body and everything I do prospers. You continue saying it despite what your environment is telling you. Despite the fact that you're drinking Gary. Despite the fact that you're eating one staple food. You confess the word beyond your experiences. That's where practice now comes in. Humanly, we practice when it works. That's when something has worked, they will do it. With the word of God, God's word works. Are you saying? So we don't wait to allow it to work before we believe. No, we work it in our life we use god's word to change circumstances 
so we say it we practice it in our business and everything when others are saying that oh failure is inevitable we fail in life as a christian business owner you refuse to fail because failure is not your reality in christ you don't fail how can you fail god never fails i know i'm saying this some people are saying no it's too much now you must allow yourself to be teachable allow god's word to tell you who you are your results in christ your experiences in christ the mind you have in christ have the attitude of god god never factors in failure in his life god never fails and that's the life he has given you and i so refuse to fail as a business person refuse to fail as a career person refuse to fail in life i'm not a failure i never fail i don't fail all right number two always see your life from the lens of scripture we're talking about becoming a word practitioner always see your life from the lens of scripture what does that mean don't say okay i am Sulumure, i'm cameroonian i'm bakosi then you add now to god's word all those things that's from those things so my identity my nationality those are my foundation then i'm adding god's word now to those things no see your life and existence from god's word let god's word give you the foundational aspects of, of your life god's word will tell you about your identity about your nationality and about your purpose and how you should go about doing it always see your life from the lens of scripture okay remember the, the goal is building an organic relationship with the word so the word of god can find expression in our lives effortlessly every day let's read colossians 3 1 to 4 from the living translation since you have been raised to new life with christ are you seeing a new life you have a new life in christ not the human life the new life the life of god verse 1 since you have been raised to new life with christ set your sights on the realities of heaven where christ sits in the place of honor at god's right hand Two, think about the things of heaven not the things of earth three for you die to this life and your real life is hidden with christ in god you died to this life which life your human life which life your cameroon life which life your american life which life your european life which life your african life your asian life you die to all those things your real life is hidden with christ in god meaning your real life is coming from god meaning your nature comes from god meaning your experiences come from god your mind comes from god your knowledge comes from god your knowledge of business comes from god everything comes from god remember jesus christ said the holy spirit will teach you all things all things i have a story that i've shared maybe not here in this platform john bever he's a pastor in america and he has um, a wonderful platform messenger x i think that's it i used to go there just to watch some stuff and he has this course honors reward it's a book actually so you can look for it on amazon or something and read it honors reward and he was recounting i can leave like a link to that that video um in the show notes and was recounting a story that he faced someone told him that a wealthy business guy wanted to meet him a christian you know and they were chatting and one thing led to the other i think the christian business mogul was trying to ask you know how he can have a closer relationship with god and things like that in business and even his personal life and john bever just gave him some pointers and what happened that's the way i'm going to from that time when he would go to his office he would take his book and then just put on the table and say holy spirit tell me what to do and ideas would just keep flowing and he would open his book and start writing 
foolish ideas human speaking don't make any sense but wrote down the ideas anyway wrote them down i'm not trying to like put more salt in the story but i think two weeks after if my memory doesn't fail me two weeks after but if it's two years after but it's two weeks after a short time or maybe one year after he acquired the second largest bank in the world and i think 15 hospitals in the philippines something like that just from those ideas i'll put a link to that video if i can if it's possible but i'll put the link to the messenger x app or platform so you can go there go to honors reward course it's a book that's made into a course video and you'll find that story there my drive is to tell you that the holy spirit knows business my brother and my sister let's stop giving as if god is just about some god knows business and he will tell you how to do your business in a way that your business will never have a downtime god's word will produce in your business what the word is all about let's learn to trust the word all right if we want the word of god to flow in and through our lives we must trust the word to allow the word of god to walk its life in our bodies and through everything we do are we getting it now you die to your life and your real life is hidden with christ in god and when christ who is your life is revealed to the whole world you will share in all his glory but my the key point is changing your perspective in life the message tradition says that see life from his perspective from christ's perspective always see your life from the lens of scripture if you must form an organic relationship with scripture to the point where you become one with scripture and you become the word of god to your world if somebody wants to see the word of god they will come to you they should see you in action and finally pray with scripture pray in line with scripture don't pray your own mundane things pray in line with scripture what does god want through his word that we now know he wants his kingdom to find complete expression in the earth total dominion thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven pray through that lens with your business pray your business through that lens with your career pray your career through that lens so that the word becomes one with you and you become one with the word meditation and practice of the word over time leads to understanding don't try to understand something before you practice like you have a slow christian life practice god's word whether you understand it or not because knowing that god's word never fails but understanding comes over time all right so when you do all of these things i can guarantee you that god's word will now flow from your belly out of your belly shall flow gushers of living water meaning that when you find yourself with a friend or you want to preach somewhere or you want to encourage a brother or a sister you will find the right scripture coming to you or you will find yourself because you are now one with scripture you now know what god thinks and what he says and his mind towards people you will now relate with that person from that lens it's important and now you will not just be saying scripture that will not have any bearing to the person but you'll be communicating life to that person so i don't want you to just looking at memorizing scripture so it doesn't fail you or you are just saying go and read matthew chapter 1 verse 1 says and you're trying to encourage somebody no or when somebody is worrying don't say eh, then you just say matthew chapter this says don't worry why worry no because you are one with scripture you practice scripture you see my brother or my sister the word says we don't worry we shouldn't worry from since two years ago one year one month i refuse to worry and you now speak to him or her from your experience of 
practicing the word that's what gives life not the letters you're quoting i refuse to worry this thing happened to me i refuse to worry i was fitting this thing i refuse to worry i practiced the word of god despite my experiences and god's word torpedoed my experience and changed it for good and when you now communicate scripture in that way because you're coming from a place of organic relationship with the word of god you're not communicating life not just mere words and letters but life and that's how we do to make sure that god's word finds access through our bodies our minds our mouth and through everything we do of course to make sure what you're quoting never feels not never feels you're not wrong make sure that if you're presenting something to a crowd you double check your references even if it's something that god has revealed to you make sure that in typing you, you write the real thing and to make sure that what you want to say is in line with what you've written in your powerpoint or in your keynote whatever thing you're using but my point and my drive is to encourage you to build an organic relationship with god with the scripture not a mechanical relationship i know people have read the bible 31 times but they still have some very big basic question that they cannot answer and they are still living life from the mere human point of view because understanding does not come because you have read 31 times understanding comes because of your right motivation your right attitude and god now reveals himself to you as you practice so thank you very much again Gertrude for your question thank you very much i thought this would be a short one but it is a lengthy one not lengthy but it is one that takes more time so thank you very much again so the conclusion is beyond just having an awareness and a mental mastery of the bible seek to have a relationship with the word contending for mastery until you become the very expression of god's mind to your world that's the key beyond just having an awareness and a mental mastery of the bible and its verses seek to have an organic relationship with the word of god contending for mastery until you become the very expression of god's mind to your world and I guarantee you that you will live to tell a different story. I guarantee you that you become a resource to your world. I guarantee you that people will come to you for answers that they have in life. Because when they look at you, they will not see a bunch of memorized verses which do not correlate with your life. They will see the expression of the word of God in your life. You become synonymous with the word of God and you become an expression of the mind of God to your world. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today and want to thank Thank you for this question. I want to thank you for using my voice to speak to your people. I want to thank you for all the revelation you keep granting me. I want to thank you for the perspectives that you keep giving me in addressing every question that comes to me. Thank you, Father, for your life in my body. Thank you for your mind. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for choosing me to know you this way. And I know there are even better days ahead because our life, my life, your life in me is a life of glory from one level of glory to another. Thank you, Father, for taking us out of failure. Thank you for granting us the grace that produces victory all the time. We have no down life in you. Our life is from glory to glory and everything our hand finds to do, we succeed because you you never fail and your life is estranged to failure. Lord, I speak to your people and I pray for them that all what they have heard, Lord, give them the courage to believe it and give them the courage to understand it. As they repeat this podcast day in, day out to understand it, Lord, I pray that may you release in their spirit an understanding that enables them to catch the vistas that you're releasing in and through my voice to the point where you're going to make them see things in the Bible that they never hitherto were able to see and you're giving them the capacity to understand and to believe in things which are humanly impossible to believe in because we are relating with you not as human beings but as spirit having your life and nature and your 
mind. Thank you, Father, for everything you keep doing in and through our lives. Be glorified and let your name be praised. And we refuse to take any glory and honor because we know it is your mercy at work in our lives and your goodness on display. Be glorified in everything we think, do and say. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you very much again for listening. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you, our listeners from Nigeria. I've just joined. And thank you to Michael from the UAE, Dubai precisely. And thank you to all of you who reach out to us to encourage us and to give us positive feedback. Thank you very much. God bless you. I've been Solomure signing out. See you next week for yet another exciting question from you. Cheers. Bye-bye. this episode was instructive and that you've learned a thing or two please feel free to send in your questions using the q and a button if you're on spotify or use the link in the show notes below if on apple podcast or any other player getting value from this podcast consider doing the following steps step one leave a review after the show notes below and step two share with your friends and loved ones via your social media platforms Also, consider showing some love by supporting us by giving towards the development of other programs using the appropriate link in the show notes as well. Do you want to share a personal message with Solomon Ray? For your testimonials and message of gratitude, use the appropriate link in the show note below to send your voice note. We truly love you and believe in you and the person you are becoming in Christ Jesus. Till then, have a blessed day ahead and remember, Jesus Christ is counting on you to influence your world for him. God bless you.